There's so much to remember. So hard. How do people what make did it that through professor this? Professor saying, professor I want to be a neocardiologist. Marular filtration rate, Bart pediatrics, geriatrics, but what's going to be heart rate, high fowlers, low fowlers. Some say that nursing school is the hardest thing that they've ever done. I'm Dr. Hobbick, and I am a passionate nurse and a passionate nurse educator, and I'm here to help. Join me on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick as I review topics and highlights from nursing school and try to help nursing students become confident nurses and provide the safest, best quality patient care that's possible. Hey, and welcome to Nursing with Dr. Hobbick. Today's a bonus episode on geriatric considerations and medication administration for nurses. As people age, there are some physiological changes that take place that will alter the way that the body processes medications. This is having to do with the concept of pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics that we've talked about in previous episodes. One of the things that we need to think about is a reduction in total body water and lean body mass. What this means for our patient is that water-soluble medications will potentially have some changes or alterations in the way that they're absorbed or distributed in the body. We can also see a gradual reduction in blood flow, mass, and function of which will alter excretion and metabolism of medications. We see changes in compensatory mechanisms, And this means that our patients are more likely to experience orthostatic hypotension when they stand up if they're taking things like antihypertensives. Our patients can also be more at risk for volume depletion, meaning water, and electrolyte imbalance, especially with diuretics. They may be on diuretics to help with uh, swelling or edema. They could be on diuretics to help with blood pressure, but these medications are likely to cause them to urinate more water. And when the kidneys excrete water, they also can excrete electrolytes. These are things that we need to monitor in our older patients. Older patients may be taking anticoagulants or antiplatelets. These medications can lead to excess bleeding. We need to make sure that our patients who are on those medications understand how to monitor for bleeding and when to report it. They could have an altered glycemic response to antidiabetics, and we also need to monitor them for GI irritation with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen or Aleve. Some changes in the gastrointestinal tract can lead to alterations in absorption, such as a decrease in small bowel surface area. Our small bowel is where we do a lot of absorption of nutrients and medications. In older folks, we see a decrease in the time it takes for the stomach to empty itself, or even a reduction in gastric blood flow, meaning blood flow to the stomach. And we also see a decrease in acid production. Medications that are acidic or that require an acidic environment in order to achieve dissolution and disintegration, preparing for absorption. Other items to consider would be patients who have swallowing difficulties, Uh, anyone with poor nutrition. Remember, if we have changes in protein or albumin in the body, it can impact how much free drug is bioavailable. Changes in body mass. Typically, we have a decline in lean muscle mass and an increase in body fat, which can alter the way that lipid-soluble medications are distributed. And as I mentioned earlier, a decrease in total body water will mean a change in the distribution of water-soluble medications. We typically see a decrease in albumin in older adults, even if they're not malnourished. That can also lead to decrease in protein binding and an increase in free drug available. 
those changes I mentioned in flow, mass, and function of the liver will certainly have an impact on metabolism. As we recall, the liver is mostly responsible for metabolism of medications. We also need to remember that first pass metabolism. If the liver is not functioning well, that first pass could be decreased, which would also lead to excessive amounts of free drug available to have an effect on the patient, leading to a potential increase in adverse effects and or toxicity. Typically, we would monitor liver function by monitoring liver enzyme levels, which are alanine aminotransferase, ALT, or aspartate aminotransferase, which is AST. And finally, excretion can be altered by that decrease in mass, blood flow, and function of the kidneys. This could potentially lead to a prolonged half-life, or it could cause the patient to have an elevated level of the drug. In order to monitor kidney function, we typically watch a lab value called creatinine, creatinine clearance, or glomerular filtration rate. Once our patient is diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, then we should see some alterations in the dosing based on that level of chronic kidney disease that the patient has. The biggest concerns for aging adults is something called polypharmacy. The definition here is really more medications than are medically necessary. This can actually lead to an increase in some things that are called geriatric syndromes like cognitive impairment, falls, a decrease in functional status, which we know is something that's very important to monitor the patient's health, and even poor nutrition. The best nursing intervention to avoid this or to do what we can is to make sure that we have a complete list of medications that the patient takes. And remember that we can't neglect over-the-counter medications, potential herbal or supplements that the patients are taking. We want to encourage them to bring their pills with them to their visits or bring a list of medications that they take. Something else we need to keep an eye on is ensuring that the patient understands a brand and a generic name so that they don't get caught taking maybe two of the same medication because they don't know that there's two different names for it. The Beers Criteria for Potentially Inappropriate Medication Use in Older Adults was created by the American Geriatric Society, which is a consensus panel of 12 experts who got together and put down things that prescribers should consider when prescribing these particular medications to older adults. This is certainly something that any nurse needs to be aware of and somewhat familiar with. Even though we're not prescribing these medications, we know that we should be monitoring for certain side effects based on the medications that the patient is taking. The final two big things to think about as a nurse are Older adults and medication regimen adherence, this can be difficult. Even if they have insurance, medications can be astronomically expensive. I know that my mother takes Xarelto, which is a medication for clotting, and hers was going to be something like $280 a month, and that's on top of her Medicare, her Medicare Advantage plan, and everything else. Some patients may not have medication coverage, which is even more of a barrier. We may have issues with under or overdosing on medications because they don't fully understand the drug regimen, and that's not specific to older adults. That could be anyone. It could be parents with children. It could be easily younger adults. That's something that we need to focus on as nurses, making sure our patients understand their healthcare medication regimen appropriately.
There are a couple of things that we can do. If you're in a hospital setting, you can reach out to the social workers or case management. They're always very good at helping with things like that. Things that I know that I have used in the past are goodrx.com or checking the manufacturer's website for some kind of program that assists in covering the patient's costs of the medication. That's what my mother has. And finally, we want to think about health teaching. This goes back to that medication regimen. I firmly believe that the more people know and understand what's going on with them, the more likely they are to want to be involved in their health care and to make sure that they're doing it appropriately. Everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants to stay, you know, living as long as they can. For older adults, if they have some kind of sensory aid, glasses or hearing aids, we want to make sure that those are available when we go to do their teaching. We want to make sure that we speak in tones that they can hear. Most of the time, this is going to mean a lower tone. You don't want to go up. You should avoid, they call it elder speak. Just talk to folks like they're regular people. doesn't matter their age. We also want to make sure that we're facing them, limiting distractions, and of course, always treating our patients with respect. You may be able to find some information on whatever it is you're teaching your patient that's available in large print or bright colors that will help them to be able to visualize what you're talking about. We want to make sure that every time we see our patient, at least in an outpatient setting, we review their medications and over-the-counter medications and supplements and herbs they may be using. We want to make sure that they take a list of all of their medications with them to any appointments that they go to. And we can advocate for a simple dosing schedule. If a patient is on a medication that needs to be taken several times per day, perhaps there's an extended release version that might be appropriate. When you see a patient who has a complex schedule, we can advocate or collaborate with the provider to see if there's a way to simplify that. It's also appropriate to engage family or caregivers to help simplify a medication regimen, like filling a medication box that has times and days of the week on it or something similar. If you have a patient who displays new onset confusion or disorientation and they have a new medication that they've started, you should suspect that medication first. This even applies to patients who already have some kind of confusion, such as dementia. They may appear to be a little bit more confused than normal. That's something that we would definitely want to report to the provider. And if they're on a new medication in, say, an inpatient setting or a long-term care setting, we would want to hold that medication until we've heard back from the provider. We also want to encourage our older patients to understand adverse drug events or what could be happening. Make sure that they understand it's okay to report if the medication is not working, it's not doing whatever therapeutic effect we expected, or that they are experiencing those adverse effects because there could be another medication that they could use. That's all I've got for you for today. Thank you for joining me here on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick, and I'll see you next time. Hey, this is Dr. Hobbick. First, I want to say thank you for listening. This podcast is intended for nursing students to help them understand concepts that they're learning in nursing school, and maybe for students who just graduated and want to refresh on concepts, or nurses who just want to listen. Anyway, I do want to thank you for listening, but I also want to say that by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. 
I want to encourage you to consult with your own physician for any issues you may be having. They will be your best source of information that is accurate and consistent and uh, based on research and evidence. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Nursing with Dr. Hobbick.